Welcome to Your Mental Breakdown, the podcast where you get to follow along with the client in real therapy sessions. And you'll hear two licensed psychotherapists, that's us, breaking it down afterwards so you get a better understanding of what we do and how we do it. This week, I had to shower with my dog to clean up after a hike, and Meredith shares her excitement about tennis lessons, her bird feeder, and getting ready to rewatch The Matrix. And in the session, Drew feels excitement about the unknown in front of him, along with unsettled feelings. He's been rediscovering himself and spending quality time with his friends. In the breakdown, we talk about grading ourselves in terms of pass-fail, not a letter grade, how being selfish isn't necessarily a bad thing, and how there's confidence in being authentic in our awkwardness. Stick around. I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is Your Mental Breakdown. The podcast. Hi, Dougie. Hello, Meredith. How are you doing? (laughs) I am extra clean today because I I took over an hour-long shower. Uh, (laughs) That look on your face is awesome. No, and what's fucked up, is I got to a trail about an hour, an hour and a half early so I could get stuff done this morning. And I took Beckett out. We like hit the trail like 6, 6.30, which is fantastic. Wait, earlier than what? Than I normally go. Like normally I'll go to the trails at like 7 or 7.30. Gotcha. Today I got there like between 6 and 6.30, did a nice long hike and in the car on the way home. Oh no. He, no skunk. It was okay. But he okay, was good. covered in burrs just burrs all over because he went off trail like hunting for something and just came back and they were everywhere like oh so i'm trying to get them out and he's got coarse hair and it doesn't really work and i feel bad using that like super fine tooth comb to to brush it out of him so i just brought him in the shower with me and he was miserable miserable poor guy so you gave beckett a full-on shower soap and everything. Yeah. He hated it. It's funny. Cause I've learned that showering isn't the tough part. I mean, getting all the burrs out and I had to brush them all out while we were shampooing. That was okay. But then it's right when we get out, he will shake like nuts and get water everywhere. <laughs> and then you got to be careful. Oh, they hate it. Hate exactly. it. If I open the doors, he's going to hit my bed, you know, and there's a doggy bit blanket over it, but he will just go nuts. And I heard him outside and then I'm drying off and then I take a real shower and then I just hear like clunking around and he's like slamming into everything trying to scratch it off and like re-stink himself (laughs) with his own stink. (laughs) What I've learned to do is that you just have to spread towels everywhere all over the bathroom so they just stay in there and rub all over them. Yeah. So do you want to hear about my excitement? I do want to hear your excitement. Well, there's a few things. As exciting as spending an hour in the shower with your dog? No, definitely not that exciting, but (laughs) close. We'll try. Okay. So the first thing is after our talk last week about the matrix, I thought about watching it (laughs) and no, I did not watch it. However, I really thought about it. I couldn't commit to it yet, but I plan on watching it. Oh man. I I will rewatch it. I will rewatch it. If you just text me when you're watching it, I will rewatch it and we can talk about literally I wrote a college essay on how it was a Buddhist commentary. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing all that. Don't get crazy, but we can watch it on FaceTime like a movie date. I could totally geek out on so many wonderful levels. I'm sure you could. Okay. So the second thing, I don't know if I mentioned before that I have a bird feeder that none of the birds were coming to. Aww. Yeah, I know. Sad, right? But I do have a bird feeder and they are coming now and they were coming. I just didn't know it because I wasn't watching. So they come when I'm not there. Right. <laughs> That's sweet. And it, it's a valuable lesson in delayed gratification. I know it sure is, but I don't like to wait. <laughs> okay. So the third thing is, and I don't want to set myself up for failure here, but I am taking tennis lessons, um, a tennis lesson on Saturday. Yep. I'm super excited. That's cool to do these days right now. You're comfortable with that? I mean, yeah, I haven't played since I was like eight or nine and it's one-on-one. I'll be so bad. I'm sure I'll be chasing balls or he'll be chasing balls all over the court. We won't get very close. I'm sure. Right on. And it's my um, nephew's tennis coach, and I heard he's cute. So who knows? Ah, ulterior motive? Always, always. Eye candy is always good for the soul. Sure. Why not? So, yeah, those are my things. Those are exciting. That's cool. I had some interesting excitement. We'll segue this one and then we'll segue to the show. But do um, tell, do tell. <laughs> I play uh, Words with Friends. I've been playing, and there's a few people that I don't know. I've never met them. We've just been playing together for years, right? Wait, why don't we play Words with Friends together? Uh, We can. You might not like me. Why? Because you're so good. I've played with friends before. They don't like playing me. I score a lot of points. Please bring it on. Sign me up. Add me. (laughs) All right. All right, listeners, you'll you'll get to hear her frustration. <laughs> oh no, sad. I don't care at all. So by the way, I'm a horrible sport because I'm a very poor loser and an even worse winner. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I've I've actually turned a corner from that, but anybody that knew me in high school and college knows me that way. Yeah. And <laughs> some dude I've been playing with for years. And It used to be I would beat him all the time, and then I think we're pretty even now. He finally confessed to me that he had been cheating. (laughs) (laughs) How? I I don't know. I kind of said, um, he when he said, and it's all like text within the the game app. Like, I have no idea who this guy is. Right. He said something like, "I, I feel horrible. I have to confess I've been cheating to try to keep up with you. Oh my God. And I kind of wrote back like, well, yeah, me too, but it's, it's fine within the game. Cause on the, on words with friends, you can send words and if they're not words, it'll just go not a word, try again or something. Right, like that. Right, 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 right. But in real Scrabble in, in person to person, you play a word and if it's, it's gotta be a word or you get challenged and then you have to prove that it's a word. Like that was a fun little side piece of the game. Right. When I said that to him, like, oh yeah, I do that too. I just kind of look for word patterns and letter patterns. And he said, oh no, like I'm using a generator online. (laughs) (laughs) That is fucking commitment. (laughs) And speaking of fucking commitment. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to do that. Nice one. Let us see what Drew is committed to in this session coming up. And we will be back with you in a little while. I got to really respond with by myself. Wow, how do you feel about that? I don't know yet. I, I Like half of me is like really excited and like ready for it. Mm-hmm. And the other half of me is like, oh my God, I've never done this. Yeah. And like all my friends are on the West side. 
And so it's it's really like breaking out and like doing my own shit, which is cool. The whole last month has kind of been, a, that's my theme. Hmm. And so it's just it's part of it, I think. Yeah. So it feels good. It's cool. A lot of what you're experiencing is what we were talking about a while back about things just being new and different. Yeah. It is exciting. Yeah. And it is anxiety producing. Yeah. It's unknown, but it's unknown that you're going into with choice that you're going into knowing this is, I don't know what it's going to be like to live on my own, but I want to try it. Right. Right. Which, yeah. Yeah. I want to try it. So yeah, we'll see what happens and I'm kind of along for the ride and like work too. Like I think all over my entire life is kind of where I'm at just everywhere right now. So kind of unsettled and just kind of everything right now. It's just kind of like all over the place and and it's hard for me because I'm, I'm so structured in that sense that when I don't have any structure, it's like, Oh my God. It's funny because you make that face like, oh my gosh, what I see in there is a combo of petrified and excited. Right. You know, I mean, you've had a smile on your face almost the entire time we've been talking about this. Yeah. Right. Because this is something I'm choosing and I'm going into and I want to. And it's that out of your comfort zone, out of that Boy Scout with all the gear, right? Like that's what I'm used to, but Mm -hmm. I'm moving toward green beret moving toward that mm-hmm. i know i'm going to be okay but I'm, I'm just like in limbo right now and, and a lot of things are up in the air yeah you're making some some choices based mm-hmm. on new experiences that you're going to be creating you know what i mean yeah 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 definitely yeah. And, and i can see those coming i can feel it it just hasn't happened yet and so yeah I, like i'm super excited like i'm I, it feels right that gut feeling this is exactly what i'm supposed to be which is like my mm-hmm. settling factor but it's the human nature of me that just gets me anxious. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I will be settled. I'm unsettled right now. It's a different kind of anxiety than the kind that keeps you up at night. Mm -hmm. And the kind where I need to know this, I need to have certainty. It's, this is going to unfold. It's just not known now, but I know I'm okay. I know it will be okay. And I'm curious, genuinely, I think, to see how it's going to wind up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, And I think like right now too, I have a lot of choices to make on who I really want to be and like what I want to do, which is another exciting thing. I, I don't find as much like anxiety in that aspect as everything else, but it's just kind of like making me take a step back and like figure out who and what I want to be. Yeah. Which has been exciting too. I've been hanging out with friends a lot lately. Yeah. Which has been just absolutely ama- like amazing for me. Amazing how? It's just comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my friends in that world it's always like a certain level of unsettling, like going back to my having something to offer them. A perfect example was I was going to give friend this sweater that I had that, that I knew he liked. And I don't wear it. I'm trying to purge all my stuff. I'm trying to get rid <laughs> right. of everything, you know? Sure. And like the next day, 30 boxes show up to his house full of clothes. And I was like, yeah, okay, hold up. This is like a sign. To me, I took that more as like, I don't have to give it to him. He has all this shit. I'm there just because he wants me there. Not any other reason. And like, we were kicking it on Saturday and we're just kicking it, playing PlayStation, doing our thing. And he's like, hey, you want to go to the boxing match tonight? And I was like, yeah, like, sure. Like, that sounds fun. You know, and kind of bouncing off of that, it's like my freedom now. I didn't have that, oh, I got to check in. I got to, it was like, yeah, that sounds really fun to me. Like, I want to do that. And so we did. It made me take a step back and realize that like, he genuinely wants me there, not because I'm bringing anything to the table. Because I, I have nothing to offer him. Like I, he has everything I could I, like ever offer him. Well, you do, just not in terms emotionally. Of, yeah. Well, because even even the sweater that you were talking right, about, right, right. You can actually offer that to him yeah. as a representation of something right. 
that isn't just a sweater because he's got boxes of it. Yeah. What do I mean by that? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's where your heart's at. I think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And that's the other thing I'm realizing too. It's like, where is my heart when I'm trying to do these things? We had a really cool conversation because like he has, all the, he has so much shit right now that like we had a cool conversation of like, how can we give this to other people? And so now we're taking the fact that I have a lot of clothes. He has a lot of clothes. Okay, we don't need these. What can we do to go help somebody with these? Yeah. And so it's just shifting like my mentality of like, oh, I need to give it to him. And to, oh, us together can go help people doing what I like to do. Yeah. You know, so he he's letting me like grow in that way. Yeah. With no expectations. Like, it's just the cool, like it is the coolest thing. And like we went out and like uh, we drank and like had fun and like, if I were to compare that to my Friday night a couple weeks ago to this, like this was more of a genuine, like me and my boys are going out a really good time, like a yeah. genuine good time. Yeah. And like, that's the first time in a re like even in this last year where I could say like, I had a good time, mm. not we had a good time. A good time was had. Right. And I happened to be there. Right. Versus I actually got to experience the good time myself. Yeah. I love that for you. And, and it's something you said, I think a week or two ago, ringing in my ears mm -hmm. of like feeling like you're a, a kid, Yeah, you know, feeling like you're like a 15 year old kid. Yeah. Like I, I haven't progressed. Right. 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 And this in a sense mm -hmm. is you being able to be that 15 year old kid that gets to go, all right, who do I want to be now? Yeah. And not what most kids are doing at that age, rebelling against parents or for you, it was caretaking. Right. But just really going, all right, let me take me out for a spin. What does this feel like? What does this look like? Yeah. And not having a girlfriend means right now for you, I don't have to answer to anybody, not because they make me, right. but because I feel that obligation to. Yeah. So let me just try this out and see what it's like mm -hmm. with no obligations, no expectations. And, you know, a couple of friends, yeah, it's not about me being able to give them something. Right. The thing I'm giving them is me. My we talked about this. I think day one even authenticity. Yeah, yeah. and like I'm seeing like a different side of them now too. Because like the the more time we spend together, the closer we're getting. Hmm. Like yesterday, friend just had a baby boy, and uh, so we went back to see his family and stuff. It was a trip for me because I mean I've been flying since I was like a baby. You know, like that at the airport. Like I get it. Let's do it. Done. No problem. Right. Parents kicked me off at the curb, give me a hug, called a day. Right, and so. <laughs> I'm driving him there and like, we're having a good conversation, whatever. And then uh, we roll up and I'm doing my normal, go to the curb, give you a hug, all good. Right. And he kind of looks at me and he was like, Hey, can you come inside with me? And I was like, what, what's up? Like, what do you mean? He's like, I, I don't know how to use the computers. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I totally got you. You know? And so we walked in together and like, I could see him appreciating that, hmm. you know, and me being there for him in that way and not a judgmental, not a, oh, you don't know how to do, like, you know, right. really allowed us to kind of connect. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like all of that combined, me walking front in was like the biggest highlight of him knowing that I'm there for him for no other reason because I love him. And being there for you because that's how I am. Mm -hmm. I don't expect anything in return. I don't want anything in return. I mean, reciprocity of friendship. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's right because of who I am. And, and like attracts like in that sense. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And I, and I think what I'm learning too, because I think I've said it a couple of times, is like, it's really hard to find good people here. Yeah. You know, and, and now I'm realizing that like, I didn't have to do anything to have this type of relationship other than just be genuine. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. When you said I didn't have to do anything, I was about to jump out of my seat. <laughs> but then you hit that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's what we were saying. I mean, it's funny that I remember you saying there's no good people in LA. Right. Like born and raised here, motherfucker. There's plenty of good people in LA. Fuck you, go back to Seattle, asshole. <laughs> you know? But no, it's okay, but what is a good person? And mm-hmm. we kind of looked at that. And for you, it was people that are genuine, more authentic, right. more themselves and, and real. Not like the fake people that you were seeing in some of the parties and all that stuff. That's why you were describing, like, I gel better with, like, the team of somebody, not that person. Right. Because I'm not going to put them on a pedestal. We're just all people. Right. So finding that authenticity in people is easier when you are being that yourself. Like attracts like. Right. And I think you're allowing yourself to be, as you said, again, day one, vulnerable enough. Right. To give people an opportunity to show themselves. Yeah. And then, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I think I'm in a spot where I'm trying to still be vulnerable in, in every aspect of my life and, and be open about how I'm feeling and what I'm doing. I think that's what I learned the most about this last month mm. is that when I genuinely say this is where I'm at yeah. without any barriers, no like, but that's where I find like a lot of people really come in a lot closer to me. Right. Which has been really good. And so I don't know. I, I think life right now in this last couple of weeks is just really taking a turn. I'm starting to see why it happened and like the good that's coming from it. And, and I'm starting to feel that. I know, mm-hmm. I think I said this like two, three weeks ago where I was like, I know it, but I can't feel it yet. Yep. Now yep. I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. Which is really nice too. I feel like I'm growing up a lot right now, which has been really good too. Who's parenting you while you're doing this growing up? Myself. Damn straight. You know, yeah. Did no hesitation yeah. at all. Didn't even hesitate. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that smile again. It's, yeah. This is you. Right. This is your individuality. This is who you are, how you want to be, and trying it out. You might yeah. have nights like you did that other night, right? <laughs> right, right. Like, okay, that didn't fit. That's not me. Yeah. Then you have a night like you just had and go, nope, that was me. Yeah. Right? That's part of it. Doesn't mean, oh, I failed. I failed growing up. I <laughs> shit. I'm not, nope, gotta yeah. go back to the drawing board. Yeah. No, this is part of that path. Yeah. Trying it on, seeing what fits, seeing what doesn't. Well, and like now I'm kind of, I'm curious. Cause like I do want to talk to old girlfriend again, you know, like eventually. And, and I think that's where my head's at right now. Like I'm starting over the last, I would say like the last 10 days of where I'm actually like progressing in the sense of like on my own, mm-hmm. not, oh my God, I miss you so much. Why aren't you here? Right. And so now it's like, well, I'm cool by myself. I know I'm like now I know I'm okay, but I don't want to get back into it, you know. But like I also don't want to miss an opportunity for so opportunity for what to still have her in my life, and I don't I don't know what that means because like I don't I cannot get in a relationship with her. I don't want a relationship with her, especially like learning what I learned and 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 seeing it from this side of things now. Sure, and I think I'm holding on to like the memories now. You know, I, I keep going back yeah. to the good and not really looking at the bad, and so that's what I'm trying to like I think reach for. Sure. In, in all of that, there's a few things that are happening to you. One of those things is this selective memory. I'm going to be thinking about the good things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to want to reach out for that. Part of that is I missed me when things were good. Right. I miss how I was with the girlfriend when things were going good. Right. That felt great. Yeah. I want that again. Yeah. I just had it over there. You know, we're missing that intimacy. Having that sense of I want to feel connection and good connection. I want that. There's a curiosity of has she progressed? Yeah. Because I know I have. Mm-hmm. Then maybe we can see right. what a friendship would look like because she's different, I'm different. But we don't know if she's different. You said it a couple of, like, this must have been two months ago now. 
but just leaving room for disappointment that's really something that i carried yeah and, and i think that's really helped me in all of this because like, i am disappointed you know i i am very disappointed in all of this yeah but it's okay see i was thinking about this this morning when i was moving if all this didn't happen i wouldn't have been able to do what i'm doing now. Like, like i just wouldn't have i would have moved in across the street from her i would have done it half ass so it just would have been completely different and so like i know it's a blessing and i know good is coming from it mm-hmm. but it, it's the day-to-day shit like that's the hard part yeah and that's it's something that you had a life together that you were used to yeah and i was gone so you've had to adjust and you've had some pretty landmark things you know the, the milestones we're talking about right like moving mm-hmm. okay it's a big one. new job that got a lot of stuff to keep you busy and distract but that right. day-to-day mm-hmm. at some point especially when you get settled in the new place. Good that it's a new place because it's going to feel different, yeah. right? Yeah. It's all yours. She's never been there. Right. But part of you is going to miss that version of you that was with somebody, yeah. that how that routine went, what that was like. And and there's still some some loss, a little bit of grief that mm-hmm. we might walk through. Because yeah. that idea of disappointment, when you go like, it's okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> right? I'll air quote, okay. Yeah. What yeah. that means is, it, yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah. And that's a bummer and that hurts and that stings. And I can process that, not run away from that and know that I am okay Mm -hmm. and will be okay. Even if I don't feel okay right now, that's what letting that disappointment exist really means. Yeah. It doesn't mean like, I'm okay. It's fine. No problem. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You kind of said like, I miss who I was with her. Yeah. And that's totally, like totally. Yes. hundred percent. I think that's what I'm searching for now. And I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. Right. But I'm saying that... Might not be the wrong thing to do either. Yeah. But I I think track record wise, I've jumped into relationship after relationship after relationship. Sure. Because I've missed who I was in that last relationship. I've never really had the ability to kind of like take a step back and do what I wanted to do. Right. And going into the unknown. Like I've never done this kind of stuff by myself. Well, you just nailed it. I've never done this kind of stuff by myself. Yeah. What we're talking about is independence, right? right? Which we've been talking about that. You are yeah. feeling yourself as an individual. You are mm-hmm. parenting you, the 15 year old yeah. and, and getting to experience that now mm-hmm. independence. Yeah. I can take care of myself. I might have support from my friends. I'll take a box over every now and then, but I'm not going to carry a couch by myself. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So we can have support and still be independent. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Codependent is something. Yeah, which I think I am. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which means what to you? Not feeling okay if somebody else isn't there. And I don't know what that person is, but I think I found that with mom. I think I found that with my cousin. I think I found that with old girlfriend. You know, like every every woman in my life. Sure. Because there hasn't really been dudes that have done this to me. And I guess my my mentality through that is that I want to share what I'm doing with someone. You know, like, what's the point if I just have to, like, if I'm the only one seeing this and experiencing it, it's not as fun. Right. And I've felt the opposite of that, of being able to share it with somebody and and live it together. And I like that so much more. Yeah. That that's what I want. Yeah. But I don't think that's what I need right now. You know, I, I think I need to want it by myself. Right now, what you're experiencing is building yourself up to be that whole. And if you remember the books, the, the one after he, he's rolling for a while and he does that, catches up to the other one and yeah. they're rolling together, right? right? Mm-hmm. And when you have that kind of mentality in life, 
uh, I can be present and be experiencing things on my own and have that independence. That's great. I would love for there to be somebody to share this with, partly to validate it with me, partly to hear about them too, because hopefully they're rolling along and doing their own thing and progressing. And that becomes interdependence, Mm -hmm. not codependent where we rely on the other person. I'm not okay without them. Not entirely independent where I don't need anybody ever. I just do it myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost a defense mechanism, protective, right? It's, oh yeah. I can have regard for somebody else's journey mm-hmm. and they can have regard for mine and we can roll along and wow, th- this is, this is how it is. Yeah. You know, they can go, Hey, Oh, you want to go to the boxing mat? Awesome. Have fun. And I think us scratching a little bit of that codependence, a little bit of that independence, trying it on, being aware of the other mm-hmm. and then finding your lane for that. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to figure out what it looks like for me to be independent. So I'm very black and white in that sense. You know, I don't really have a gray there. I think I'm yeah. trying to find that right now into mm-hmm. I'm trying it out. You know, yeah. I'm seeing what that feels like and, and what that looks like for me. Right. But I'm either so dependent or independent. So I'm trying to figure out what it's like to be independent, but still allow people in my life. Yeah. Because I think when I get really independent, that's to your point when my walls go up yeah. and I'm not vulnerable and then I'm yeah. not authentic and, and I go down a spot where I don't want to be. Totally. Count that as last Friday or a couple of Friday nights ago. Yep. You know, that was me being independent, not giving a fuck and, and doing what I wanted to do. Right. With no regard to anybody. You know, like I didn't care. I really didn't care. It's almost, I was trying to prove I didn't need anybody who need anything. And right. if you're trying to prove it, yeah, then maybe it's not yeah. right. Maybe it's not true. Maybe, maybe nah. Because if you have to do that so loudly, mm-hmm. I have to claim my independence so loudly. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Really? Yeah you calibrating it, mm. figuring out where's that gray. There's a lot of gray area. Yeah. Finding it, you are doing that. It takes some experience and it doesn't mean you can never be black or white because that would be black or white thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's recognizing, I don't know if I dropped this on you. My colleague does this, actually my co-host. So she yeah. knows a little bit about you too. Yeah. Says there's black and white and plaid. Because mm. it's, it's not that it's either or or finding the middle. Sometimes it's both. Yeah. It's black and white. Yeah. And being okay with that and how that kind of crosses like and, and how that intersects and how that plays. Yeah, I like that. Because like you can have both, you know, like yeah. you can have both of those. Sure. I mean, the red car, white car, there's fucking every color of the rainbow car. I know, yeah. Okay. It's not all one or all the other. Mm-hmm. It might be one at a time sometimes. It might be both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Going, yeah. For you, Maybe taking the pressure off yourself of like, yeah, am I am I more of this? Am I more of that? Maybe with a little bit of both. And that's the plat. Mm-hmm. You'll kind of figure it out as you go, what's feeling good, how much of one or how much of the other. Yeah, definitely. My other thing that I'm kind of struggling with, I'm starting to see that I'm struggling with it, mm-hmm. is I'm so shy. It's really hard to meet new people because of that. Yeah. And I think half of that has to do with my vulnerability. And not knowing what it's like to just have a conversation. I think with like the confidence that I'm building right now, I'm getting better at it. But I mean, like we were out Saturday night, they're all talking to girls and I'm just kind of like sitting there like, ha, this is so fun. You know, I was still enjoying it, having a great time. But Mm -hmm. I definitely want to get to the point where I can just have a conversation without any expectation to go along with that. It's an odd place for you to be and the expectation. Well, all right. If my expectation at a club is I'm going to hit on a girl and we're going to hit it off. Right. Okay. If my expectation is I just want to have a genuine interaction. Yeah. 
now I can be me however I want to be and either they're going to gel or not. Hell yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I had a client who <laughs> was very, I don't want to say socially awkward, but mm-hmm. You know, socially awkward. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, me too. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and he was going to this thing. He was going to like a, a graduate program, right? And he was going to a mixer for it. And he was really worried about all these people might have more experience than him because he's been working for a while and they're academics and mm-hmm. who's he going to fit in with and all that. I'm like, all right. What if instead of thinking about who am I going to fit in with, mm-hmm. we go, who's going to fit in with me? Yeah. Who will I allow in my group mm-hmm. to hang out with yeah. during this program? He went there and, you know, they sat in on like one class thing. Then there was like a mixer with drinks and he was talking to a few people and they didn't even go to the next class mm. together because he was like, yeah, who wants to go have another drink? And yeah. a few people did. Nice. So he found people that nice. wanted to fit in with him by virtue of just being how he wanted to be. Right. And I, I, I think of that for what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think my example for that, I went to culinary school back in Seattle. Oh, wow. Which is completely out of my realm of like <laughs> what I was doing. It's funny because I realized that I was the outcast of that school because I just so did not fit in. And that led to me not going to class, not doing my work, dropping out. Whereas like... I never even thought about who should I have in my crew. It's always what crew should I be in. Yeah. Well, but it's always yeah, like that. Totally. And that's an actual thing. We're looking for where do I belong? Yeah. I wonder if you can think of, even right now, going to that culinary school, like what it would look like with this mentality that we're talking about. So different. How so? So different. I think it would be more genuine. I think I went there in the first place because I had to. It wasn't really a choice. It was more of an obligation. But it, it would allow me to not, because people, we were different people, just across, like everybody, we were different people. And I thought because they acted, looked, were different, uh-huh. that, oh, uh, not, not for me. Right. You know, whereas like now with that mentality, I can at least go have a conversation and see what they're doing. How's your day going? What are you here for? Where are you from? That kind of thing. Versus, oh, we don't fit in. I don't even want to try what you were just describing is, hey, so what's your background? Where you come from? What's your thing? Mm-hmm. That's that curiosity about them. That's almost, I'm interviewing them to see if they're going to fit in with me. Right. Because I know who I am and how I am. Yeah. You want to know? Okay, I'll tell you. Right. I'm, I want to know about you. Yeah. That's a real conversation. Yeah. Right? And even though they'll look different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But how do we sound? Do we have that sense of authenticity, that, that genuine people? I know who I am. I don't need to fit in with them. Let me know about them mm-hmm. and see if they'll fit in with me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think I'm getting to that point. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think with uh, the more confidence that I'm building, I think, I don't know, but I think is happening day to day. I can feel myself different than I was last week. And I'm definitely different than I was the week prior to that. And I'm definitely different than right. the week prior to that. Sure. Which is good. I just, I'm trying to figure out who I am and I'm still there. I'm still in that zone. Is that okay? Yeah. And I think, I think to a certain degree, I'll always be like that. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever go away now. And that's, that's the idea that there's no finish line for it. Personal growth is a lifelong thing. Right. I don't ever want to stop growing. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like you don't either. Mm -hmm. You're at a place right now where you're taking some 
pretty big leaps in short amount of time. And personal growth isn't always throwing that much at you at once. Right. You know, but we're uncovering a lot and yeah. kind of scratching at a lot of stuff that's been there for a while and hasn't you haven't really approached it with that ability and security to let yourself out and grow, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of growth now that you get to go through. And yeah, I see you week to week looking very different, carrying yourself different, mm-hmm. talking about things differently. Yeah. You know, it, it's really cool over here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, you know, I love what I do. Yeah, Part yeah. of it is, is for taking this journey with you. Right. right. I think for you, that idea of, okay, this is where I'm at. Who else is here too? Yeah. You know, cause you can smell the bullshit pretty well. And sometimes you'll have to play that game. Right. If you do it by choice, yeah. if you choose Okay, I'm gonna play this game. Okay, mm-hmm. I got I got to put on my baller uniform and, and, and be a baller for this this event or this thing or yeah. you know I got to schmooze these people over here. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I can put that on when I choose to, right. and then peel it back off, you know, or even start that way and peel under it. I mean, you were describing some parties that you'd be at, and like, yeah, people just love that I talk to them. Yeah, that's that authenticity that we're talking about, mm-hmm. and that is you. Yeah. You know, we said it a while ago, the thing you have to offer mm-hmm. is you this way. Right. Well, we can apply that to girls too. Yeah. And maybe, you know, we're looking at, mm-hmm. are they going to reciprocate? Which is not just saying, mm-hmm. are they going to allow me to be that way? Because they might. Right. But are they going to do that too? Yeah. Yeah. Because I need to get it back. I think you said it last week, two weeks ago, where old girlfriend allowed me to give her everything, but she didn't really give me anything back. And that felt good to a certain degree, you know, because like that's what that's what I'm used to and that's what I know how to do. Yeah. And so it was comfortable. Validating. I did what I needed to do. Yeah. But I didn't get what I needed. And like that was a huge blessing for me too. Cause I, mm-hmm. I never even knew that I needed that. Yeah. You know, like it was just one of those things where I always kind of thought that that's how it was. Yeah. And now it's like, oh shit, like that's not, that's not true. People are out there that want to give it back just the way I do. Right. And and I think like again, like I'm not I'm not trying to get in a relationship at all right now. You're still, believe it or not, practicing to be in a relationship. Yeah. By virtue of practicing how it is to be this level of genuine and vulnerable with choice. When I lived in Seattle, I saw a therapist. I didn't tell anybody. You know, right. that, that was one of those things where I was like, oh, no, I'm broken. Like, you don't need to know about that. And now it's like, I'm so open about coming here. I think it's so important for whoever's in my life to want to work on themselves too. Yeah. Because you need it. I need it for sure. But I think everybody does to a certain degree. And I think that also allows me to see that they want to get better. Just trying is enough for me. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect. Just try I'm going I'm to I'm jump on two things. Yeah. Um, they, they're trying to get better. Mm-hmm. That also, just to clarify, I know you know this. Yeah. Doesn't mean that they're starting at a place of worse. Right. Or right. wrong or broken, or bad. Right. It's, no, I could be good and I want to get better. Yeah. Anybody can always get better. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to acknowledge that you're worse now. Yeah. Or lesser now. And it's hard to see somebody stagnant. You know, especially when you're committing to your own growth. There's a definition of love that I love from that book right there. Mm -hmm. I'll paraphrase it. It's the dedication to yours and another's personal growth. Mm -hmm. And it has to be reciprocated. So there's those four things. We might have talked about this before. Mm -hmm. But the dedication to yours and another's personal growth. Clearly, you are dedicated to your own. 
we might need to calibrate this. Yeah. Dedicated to others, sometimes a little too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At least that's there. But we need to see that they're dedicated to theirs and they're going to be dedicated to yours too. Hell yeah. And somebody who's not working on themselves just doesn't work. Right. You know, stagnant, not into that. Mm-hmm. And somebody who thinks they're, you know, great and all that, but, yeah. you know, isn't helping you out, isn't supporting you, like, that's not going to last either. Right. So that reciprocation is really important. Yeah. One more thing. <laughs> you said it a couple of times, but even that idea of trying to get better, and I'm trying to do this, I'm yeah. trying that. I'm, I'm bringing up the Yoda for this. Yeah. You know, one of his big sayings, mm-hmm. uh, there is no try, there's only do. Yeah. I didn't understand that for the longest time. Yeah. I thought it meant you have to do it perfectly. You have to do it well. Don't try to do it. Do it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it means anymore. I think what it actually means is by trying, you are doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. So when you go, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work out. Yeah. You are working out. Yeah. I'm trying to improve myself. You are improving yourself. Right. Right? That's right. why there is no try. There's only do. Yeah. You're doing it. So all these things that you're saying, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, that's a way of like, either being hard on yourself or letting yourself off the hook. When you just say it as it is, I am doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a bunch of new things right now. It's really cool because it's giving you that experience. And those are the frames of reference we get to build on. Yeah. Well, and like, I've been thinking a lot lately of where I was like two, three years ago. Yeah. Even like four or five years ago, all the way fast forward to like right here, right now. Yeah. And like, it's already been a crazy ride. Like it's it's already been nuts to be here right now doing this. Like I, if everything in my life, as shitty as some things have been, have also turned out really, really beautiful. I'm just trying to keep going, and I'm doing new things. Yeah. In the sense of like, well, that got me here. Because all I've been doing is trying new things for the last five years, and so I just need to keep going and, and keep that mentality of like, I'm not where I was, and I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm kind of on the path in the middle somewhere. Yeah, and my big question for that is not just where you want to be or where you are, it's how yeah. you are. Yeah. You know, and who to a degree. And I think those are the things that you are strengthening so much. You might not be where you want to be, but how you want to be and who you want to be is coming out more and more. Yeah. You're not trying, you're doing that. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we are back with you once again. Here we are, moving into the excitingness that is this episode. Is it? Yeah, Drew drops another bomb. He moved into his own place this week. Right? Yeah, little Drew Drew's growing up. Yeah, there's always something. But I will say I was very sad, Drew, to hear that all your friends are on the West Side, uh, which leads me to believe that you lived on the West Side. And you didn't say it. I just assumed you moved to the East Side if you're moving away from all your friends. So it's a very L.A. thing. The West Side <laughs> will miss you if that's indeed where you lived. But that's OK. But I did love how uh, he talked about how it was really anxiety producing and exciting at the same time. Right. Both. He said he was... He felt all over the place and he was unsettled and sort of out of his comfort zone and in limbo and also knows that he's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, 
Gosh, I, I loved hearing that from him. That's sort of the overarching for me about this episode. Because if you remember, and listeners, if you were with us in the beginning, a lot of what he was talking about was feeling unsettled, uncomfortable, didn't like it. Uh-huh. That triggered a lot of anxiety. It was really hard. The night terrors that he was getting it was all about that untethered feeling. Yeah. And now he's, you know, Meredith, as you said, kind of feeling that excitement alongside the unsettled feeling and knowing it's going to be okay. So whatever doesn't feel okay, it will be okay. And now I can kind of focus on the excitement part of it too. Exactly. Not instead of, not not one versus right. the other, just allowing both to be there, which I know you love. Yeah. Well, and I think this is so important to highlight is that you can have the same unsettled feeling and the same anxiety feeling and the same not in my comfort zone feeling. And one can feel really horrible and one can feel really exciting. And I think that one of my mottos, if you will, one of the things I say to my clients all the time, actually I say to most people all the time is it's all going to be okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's not okay right now, but it will be okay. Okay. will be new and different. Okay. Could mean a million different things. Death can be okay. If somebody's in less pain, everything will be okay, right? Right. We're never going to have, if we're in this heightened state of horrible anxiety, it's not going to stay that way forever, right? Right. If we're horribly sad, it's it's, something will change, something will move and it will be okay one way or the other. That's why one of the words that you hate, I'm going to bring up something from, from our past. You hate, I'm fine. You know, and I'm air quoting fine. Yeah. And I remember uh, Aerosmith wrote a song called Fine, which was F-I-N-E, fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Amazing. (laughs) So true. It's funny. I'd forgotten about that from when, you know, we first heard that and heard that song. And I've recently brought that back with clients when they go, I'm fine. Like, oh, you're fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. And I go, nice. Yeah. Way to bring that back. Love it. Yeah. And it's funny. And now that you're saying that, okay, would be another one of those words, I think that could potentially annoy me, but that is what I'm looking for when I say everything's going to be okay. I'm not telling you everything's going to be fucking awesome by any means. I'm just saying it's going to be okay. Yeah. It's funny. Another thing I used with with a client, looking at things as though it's a pass fail grade, not a a, a letter grade, you know, because you're looking at I need to get an A. I have to get an A. Like if I get a B, I guess that's okay. A C is average. You know, you get caught up in that. But if you just think of taking a class pass fail, a pass is a D. Well, what if you fail? It's okay to fail, but just looking at the the curve is a lot different than we think. It's it's that perfectionist thing. If you think that, you know, I only pass if I get an A, it's only okay if I'm perfect. Got You're it. Not leaving room for what's actually okay. Right. What's okay is anything above an an F. All this to say that idea of looking at things, you know, especially now during pandemic, like just being good enough, just being okay, just being passing, right? You don't need an A plus, you don't need a B plus, you don't even need a fucking C plus, a D plus is passing. Yeah. If you just think of it as, yeah, what's, what's okay, I'm gonna be okay. Right, exactly. And he talked about... Being really excited, having a gut feeling that he's exactly where he's supposed to be. And, you know, in DBT, we always talk about wise mind, reasonable mind, emotion mind, and wise mind is our gut. It's our instinct. It's 
knowing what we know. And he knows deep down inside, his intuition is telling him that he is exactly where he's supposed to be. And I love that for him because that meant in my mind that a month ago, he was exactly where he was supposed to be also, right? (laughs) Sure. Learning enough to get to this place. Right. That's, I mean, even kind of going with when you go through some of how we were in the past, some of our defenses that we used in the past that don't suit us anymore. A lot of people feel bad, you know, and, and they're hard on themselves. Like, oh God, why was I like that? Why was I doing that? Well, it got you to where you are now. And where you are now is recognizing that. Exactly. And also he talked about making choices based on the new experiences he's going to be creating. And he talked about being curious. I loved all that. Yes. Yes. And that, that's the idea of what used to really bother him before that feeling unsettled right? Not knowing something was not Uh okay. That triggered the anxiety. And that was the anxiety that often led to night terrors or that unsafe feeling that that codependence, I need to find it in somebody else. And he's kind of realizing like, okay, there's anxiety and there's excitement and this is new and different. And that's, that's okay. Totally. He said he went out and um, he went out and had such a good time. And I don't know if it was you or him that pointed it out, but you said, I had a good time, not we. And then you said, and then, oh yeah, yeah you said right. a good time was had. <laughs> a good time was had. Right. A good time was had. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about it, people get really caught up in this idea of being selfish and the idea of just putting yourself first and doing for you. And that's not what it's about being selfish or focusing on yourself to be happy so that you can also be happy with and around other people. Yeah. And that's even being selfless. You know, when he was talking about uh, the example he gave, I think early on in the session was, yeah, I wanted to give my friend the sweater, right? I wanted to give him something. And then he, I got to his house and he had all these boxes of like clothes, (laughs) right? Right. Just sent to him like, oh man, what do I have to offer? But then he realized, oh, he even said it. It's where your heart is. Yeah. He has him to offer. Exactly. And that's being acknowledged and appreciated. And it's something you said last week when you're not being your authentic self, then they can't reject the real you. Right. They also can't acknowledge and appreciate the real you. And this is what he's sort of balancing and figuring out and experiencing now, which is phenomenal. And segued so lovely into one of my favorite parts of this episode was when he said that he didn't have to do anything to meet good people other than to be genuine and authentic. And you were like... Mm. Wait, wait, defended LA. You were like, listen, motherfucker, <laughs> born and raised here. And and you said something to the effect of, and of course, this is always me being me, playing devil's advocate. You did say something about, yeah, like being around drawing in other authentic people and not those other fake people. I say to that, fake people, quote unquote, fake people can also be authentic. We all have our moments. So were there times sure. where Drew was being fake before and authentic? I think we we go in and out. And I think even one of the things that Drew mentioned that I could totally relate to was at some point, which we can get to this culinary school thing later. That was fucking crazy. I was like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You didn't even know I was dying. Apparently my boy can cook. Right? <laughs> right? No, but so he talked about being shy just my experience of 
Drew so far, I feel like people would be surprised to know that he's shy. Mm. I can relate because I've been so shy my whole life. And when you told the story about the graduate program mixer, on my first day of my, my MBA of business school, we had a quote unquote mixer and I fucking almost peed my pants. I <laughs> thought I was dying. First of all, just like in my judgmental mind, not my crowd of people, because right. we all had to dress up and like wear a suit, right? <laughs> oh, wow. And I walked in that room and I am not one of those people that walks in rooms like, hey, I'm Meredith. What's up, guys? Right. Not at all. <laughs> I'm very shy until I get talking to somebody. So I sat in the corner the whole time, Aww. literally the whole time by myself. Aww. And it was maybe like a year later that one of the people I was in a group with said, yeah, I remember you at that mixer. You seemed like you were fine and confident and like some pretty girl who didn't want to talk to anybody. And I was like, oh, oh, I was almost in pretty. tears. <laughs> That's of course, that was what I thought. But I was like, I was almost in tears. Like my, of course, my body language gives off the don't fucking talk to me. But inside, all I'm thinking is like, please talk to me. Please talk to right, me. Right. And so I just thought about that. Like, who will I fit in with? Who will fit in with me or who will I allow in? I think there's a balance there too, right? Totally. And that's, you know, it's funny because I go to two, well, I go to like 202 places with this, but two of those places are social media mm-hmm. and, uh, and the dating apps. Cause I talk to clients a lot about both those things. Right. And a lot of it is projecting a certain image that we think people want to see. Right? right. And we're trying to put on this, this front or this air of confidence. If you actually are confident, that's fantastic. Wonderful. Right. A lot of people aren't and they project that on their social media or on a dating app or something uh-huh. like that. And, you know, others might see that and kind of go, oh, wow, who? No, I can't approach that person. Why I say like attracts like is if you're more honest about it and you're just showing that like you can have, as we've talked about in, in this episode now, you can have two things at the same time. Totally. You can be socially awkward and confident. You know, you can actually have both. Totally. I could have, in hindsight, gone up to somebody and said, okay, I'm super nervous and socially awkward. Like, do you know anybody here? Do you want to come sit with me and pretend that we're friends? You know, or something like that. Like confident enough to approach somebody knowing that I'm super socially awkward. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's where I give, I give an example all the time of, you know, giving a acceptance speech or something like that, right. Where you see actors every now and then you'll see one kind of go, Oh, wow, gosh, I'm totally nervous. Mm -hmm. As soon as they say that it humanizes them, it calms their nerves, their adrenal system, you know, mellows out a little bit. Right. And then everything's okay. Yeah. But for some reason we don't do that in real life. And there's, I think one, one of the wonderful things I've been seeing in like, TikTok and and things like that, but there aren't that many things like TikTok. It's pretty incredible. You get a glimpse of of people and you know how they really are. And some of them will say something, or the caption will be, "This is my first TikTok," or "I never really danced," you know. And then they do the thing, but it's it's giving that sort of disclaimer, so it yeah. gives you permission to put it out there and get yourself out there. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this, and I hope you guys as listeners can take something from this, just like I am, about how to be authentic in our awkwardness or embarrassment or shyness or social awkwardness, or, you know, that we can be authentic in it. And 
that in and of itself can be confidence. Absolutely. Right. That we're confident enough to say something about it and not have to like, there is the fake it till you make it type thing, but there also is confidence in feeling weird, I guess. Right. And I think early on in the podcast, in one of the early episodes, I gave the example of when I was in the music business and everybody was dropping names of like these indie bands. And this is long before Spotify. So you couldn't just check on something and get it. You had to actually go to a record store and get an right. album, you know? And I didn't know certain bands and I would just fake it and then like struggle to like come up with who they are and try to find their music. And when I turned that corner of going, oh, I've never heard of that band. It was amazing because it took the power away. It took, you know, my inferiority away because I, I didn't care. I just didn't know. So I, I think that can be, like you said, confidence building. Right. Also, let's just talk about, and I'm glad he brought it up because it's real and he's real about talking to his ex. When he says old girlfriend, is he referring to this last ex when he says old girlfriend? Well, we now have to hide identities. We'll put in something that says old girlfriend. So he'll be like, yeah, I really wanted to get on the phone and talk with old girlfriend. <laughs> Is that different than ex-girlfriend though? I don't know now. I'll have to hear okay. it in context because there was more recently after the breakup, there was an old girlfriend that he had been talking to, but we are bleeping out the name of his ex-girlfriend and calling her old girlfriend also. So it might get a little confusing. Okay. So anyway, I think it's the most recent one because he said he doesn't want to miss out on an opportunity to still have her in his life. Yep. That was the ex-girlfriend. That's the ex. Okay. You guys talked it out and he's like, well, I definitely don't want a relationship with her, but you know, I want to be friends. And I wrote down friends is a relationship too, right? Anything you have with her is a relationship. So right. I get it's not a romantic one, but I'm glad that he's honest about it. I think I think he misses just being in a relationship because he's never been on his own. Right. And I think at some point you said, or he said, missing who I was with her during the good times. And I thought even who you were with her during the good times, i.e. what you thought was a good boyfriend at the time, I bet at this point, who you are without her, even in the shitty times, is probably more authentic. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I get it. I get it. He sounds like he was probably a great boyfriend, but he just wasn't true to himself. Yeah. And you know what's interesting in sometimes when you see a couple break up, whether you're working with both of them or more likely one of them, and you hear of the couple breaking up, you can see the progress that they make afterwards. And sometimes you hear about the, the ex. And you think, right, they both needed to go through that to become who they are now. And, you know, the age old question, well, if they met now, what would that be like? There's no way to know unless they do meet down the line, whether it's, you know, six months or six years later. There's always something that you share, an intimacy that you shared with somebody when you have a relationship that doesn't go away. Yeah, 100%. And you guys talked about codependence, interdependence, independence. Right. And I loved how at the end, then he threw in dependence. And I was like, oh yeah, there's that too. <laughs> right. Right. And then shout out to me. You, you brought up in your session, the black, the white and the plaid. And he loved it. Yeah, totally. And I think he related, I think you reminding him that he said something about, he notices, especially with women, but like, if I'm the only one seeing 
or experiencing something that's not as fun, that can definitely be true, of course, whether it's with your fucking dog or your best friend or your, you know, it's almost someone like you're standing outside and there's someone walks by you and you're both like, holy shit, did you see that meteor or, you know, or whatever, like <laughs> something, you right. know, like that. But short of that, I think once you're more content with yourself, then it can be as much fun, if not more fun than being with somebody that is kind of like grumpy. <laughs> sure. It's interesting because he's, I mean, more than anything, he's just growing and evolving, you know, and who he's becoming. And that, you know, one of my favorite things at the end, I'd say that I said it, but I didn't say it. It's, you know, our old boy Yoda, when he was saying like, yeah, well, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. I'm like, hold on, buddy. You're not trying, you're doing. Right. And that's the whole, the whole Yoda thing. There is no try. There's only do, or there is no, there is no try. Yes. Which I loved because I think for me, that's the same. We have the the DBT tenants and one is we're all doing the best we can and we can always do better. So it's sort of that same idea just by trying you are doing. And, and I think, I don't know who said it, you or him, but there's something to the effect of like, well, this is where I am. No, it was you because you actually said, this is where I'm at. And I was like, nah, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this is where I am. Who else is here also? Where are my people? Who is going to meet me where I am? And he said that there's people out there who want to give it back the way he does. And I just thought that was great. Like, oh, here's where I am now. Like who wants to meet me where I am? Yeah. And that, that's the whole idea of who fits in with me and going back, like bringing it full circle for the, for the session where he was talking about giving a sweater to one of his buddies. And then he got all these boxes of clothes, but then the buddy was like, yo, I don't need all this. Why don't we give it to people that would need it? Right. And Drew was like, yes, that speaks to me. I like that. Totally. That, you know, so, so now we're seeing him kind of calibrate his actual self, right? His authentic self. Yeah. And then my last comment is be still my beating heart. When he said it's important for whoever is going to be in his life, they need to work on themselves Hell and yeah. they need, <laughs> they need to try to get better, which is when you brought up the, like the whole Yoda thing, but they just need to be growing and working on themselves. And I mean, even the Dalai Lama says there's always room for growth, you know, and yeah. you changed it to say like, they can work on themselves to get better. I think the wording is like maybe to do better or to grow or whatever it is, not because get better sounds like there's something wrong. And you were saying, oh, it's not starting at the wrong place. It's just growing and moving forward. And the fact that now he's like, well, whoever's going to be in my life needs to be working on themselves. I was like, amen, my friend. Oh yeah. It was so sweet and loving to hear. I loved it. He deserves that. Yep. So I'm excited to hear what happens. You will. You will. <laughs> you all will. You'll all get to hear. This is, and, and, you know, I get so excited about what we're all doing here and, and you guys out there are a part of it because what I really wanted to do was show somebody's arc, you know, not just over a couple of sessions or a couple of sound bites, but being able to see somebody progress through their own life. And it's totally pretty amazing. You know, the growth that he's gone through, it's, it's been less than, or maybe just around six months and already like such tremendous growth and change for this guy. Yeah, Drew, proud of you. Stick with us. Keep coming back. Keep growing. Keep elevating. Keep evolving. Keep smiling. Keep shining, knowing, <laughs> knowing you that you can, you can always count on me. Such a good voice. Because <laughs> that's what friends are for. That is what friends are for. 
All right. We will uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.